0: KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. This is Handle on the Law, Marginal Legal Advice, where I tell you you have absolutely no case. All right, Uh, New York, there is uh, a case that's been filed for sexual discrimination. Okay, so why am I going to talk to you about a sexual discrimination case? How many do you think are filed in the United States uh, every day, every five minutes? But this one is a little bit different. There is a school teacher at a pretty high-end Upper West Side private school in uh, New York. And he has filed a lawsuit against the school and against his traditional family status. George, now, let's start with the fact he lives with his wife and three kids. He's a well-liked employee at uh, this elite institution that let me tell you the people now according to uh, Mr. Kennedy Iiger took over in 2009 and according to Kenny uh, called for him uh, coaching two sports and Weiger allegedly said well we all make choices. And then he told her he couldn't keep working nights and weekends, and she reported him to the headmaster as while a single female teacher faced no scrutiny, that's what he said, and she refused to cope the lesbian principal said didn't say a word, allowed the single female I'm assuming it was a lesbian, maybe not, the not have to work in the evenings and on weekend. And was without kids, kids, and discriminated against him because of his gender, his sexual orientation, his traditional family status, and age. He's fifty years old. has been a teacher for a while, sixteen years at this school, and now we find out if the case is legitimate or not. If it turns the turn is such that he has a case, he has a case. So I can't wait to see one. Now, he also says that three other married coaches with young children were also sacked. We don't know why. He is uh, seeking unspecified damages. The school at this point says uh, they're not making a comment, which they normally don't do until way into the trial. All right, let's take some phone calls. All right. Uh, Irene. Hello, Irene. You're up. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Um, the question that I have is I have eighty year old parents who were at a stop sign due to a construction site and they were rear ended by an individual at full force, forty miles an hour. Ooh. Their car was I know. Their car was totaled from the back. Fortunately they're fine, though they still have really bad back problems. They're having to go to physical therapy. They okay. did have to go to the emergency room. Now the police report indicates that that the individual did not have insurance. However, they saw that he was driving his mom's car. This was an older gentleman but driving his mother's car who they believe does have insurance. All right. So the So the insurance company is seeming to indicate to my parents that they really don't have any recourse that they, you know, all right. No, medical... let, me,
0: let me stop you right there. Okay. Do okay. your folks have un uninsured and underinsured uh, coverage? Do, do they have comprehensive? Sure. If... Oh, yeah. 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 They do. All right. Then let them just deal with their own insurance company and submit everything Let's... to their own insurance company. And then you do when the insurance company,
1: my parents have told them that, and they said there is nothing more they can do. Wait a minute. Uh, You're...
0: Oh, think... wait, wait. Your, their insurance company says there's nothing. They're in okay. breach and they're uh, now uh, it's time to. There's no un, uninsured or underinsured in, uh, a part of that, but usually uh, when you're talking about comprehensive, they're, they're. I've never heard of a comprehensive policy that didn't have that. Taking your money. Oh, and by the way, we're not covering you. I mean, does that make any sense at all? That's crazy. I don't-
1: no, and and they're older, and they're European. They're from the Netherlands. I also feel like there is a language, but I I actually feel they're taking advantage. Yeah, of Yeah, maybe,
0: enough. but the, that's why I, I think there's a, a personal in, injury issue on this one. Have them call. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's now it could be there's just uh, just medical on that, and uh, a Lloyd insurance company. I know for medical bills and damages. I don't know if you for pain and suffering. And I don't know the answer to that because uh, I've never done one of those things with uninsured motorists. Uh, I I have medical insurance. On why? Well, I, I I'm married to Marjorie, and they're going to say, pain and suffering. You wake up next to your wife every day. That's pain and suffering. So I don't want to hear it. Well, yeah, that's they have a point. All right, Catherine. Uh, Welcome to handle money checks
2: for about a year and a half now. (laughs) I did not know that he had moved out of California to Hawaii.
0: Right now, I am mostly focused judgment, and it's just a procedural matter. It's a a sister state judgment. Okay. I forgot what they call it. And then you go after, uh, you've got a judgment. You basically have a Hawaii judgment based on the California judgment. And okay. then you go after uh, assets, garnish wages. You do it just as if you had received a uh, an order in Hawaii, and that's so
2: Hawaii. Excuse me, go ahead. No, that's it. Hawaii judgment based on a California. Yeah, judgment. They, what you do? All,
0: all they do is recognize the California judgment, and I don't know how procedurally it works in uh, Hawaii. Some states just issue their own judgment there you go there's okay. an order based on california and i think it's uh... state to state the way it's it's done and that's based on something called comedy uh... and uh, legal comedy Well, i do legal comedy uh... that's c-o-m-e-d-y <laughs> seeing uh... the legal uh... any legal decision of another state for example marriage uh... i'm married in california i go to hawaii they recognize that okay and and that's, uh, would, ba- that's based on comedy. Actually, my marriage is very, com- very, very <laughs> much comedy.
2: Would my California attorney get involved? Maybe. With sure, sure.
0: Why not? Okay. It would just be re- real easy. Because uh, it's just a form.
2: Okay. And you don't see it uh, potentially um, affecting or uh, hurting my California judge? No, no, it wouldn't. No, no. Judgment. The Hawaiian judge is not going to throw out. No, my
0: God, no, okay. no, 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 okay. no. You'll be fine. So
2: I now have. Yeah, you, we'll
0: you'll have one judgment that effectively is in two states. That's the way it works. Uh, KFI AM six forty. More stimulating talk. Bill Handle here. This is Handle on. Hey Kim, welcome to Handle on the Law.
3: Hi Bill, how are you? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so I'm calling about property tax. Uh, my grandfather put my name in a trust to for his house. And uh, I was and he owed money. So I was told Prop 13, you'll be able to take advantage of that tax break. And uh, so the taxes are impounded. It's been a little over a year now. And uh, I get it. I said, yes. Yeah. And they said, we need marriage certificates from your father and your mother. I sent those in. He said, you should be fine. And then, boom, all of a sudden, I get three tax bills. Okay. All right. Of by the end all right.
0: Of the assessor has an appeals process.
3: Okay, I did that. I, the minute I got onto the phone with the lady the same day, she helped me fill out the pop, the paperwork, and I sent everything in that same day. I overnighted it to them. Okay, but do you, okay
0: now so you I, just have to now you just have to wait to see what the decision is. Okay, that's it. Nothing less, month. Nothing more. And if you end up losing, you've just paid fifteen grand more you cut a deal with them to pay it over uh time, but even if uh let's say you do have to pay fifteen thousand dollars yes. and I'm surprised that uh you know it's an it's you've uh received the house, and I don't know why the prop thirteen base would be uh on your grandfather and you you got it because it's not an interspousal transfer it's a new owner right. No. But- yeah, right. I should be able to get that. T- to get the tax break and you can show them uh, the policy or the rules or the ordinance, uh, then you should win. Yeah, I should win. You right. should. Yeah. Welcome to the tax assessors. You know? yeah, right. but, you've done, but the bottom line is you've done everything that I could have given you advice. Matter of fact, you've done more. Because I don't think I would have gone as far as you did. That's not true, right? No, that's not true. I would have told you. Wait for the assessor, the county assessor, to screw you over like they do everybody else.
4: Bill, I had a total knee operation 16 months ago on my right knee. It didn't work. They had to go back in four six months again and do a snapping, which is a manipulation. Still didn't work. I'm just wondering, do I have a case of malpractice? Maybe
0: maybe what you get to do is talk to a malpractice like wow you know two surgeries didn't work man that's a problem but for example i have a really screwed up herniated disc and i have stenosis and to me it's logical you go into surgery and they said 50 percent chance it's not going to work right whoa now i'm thinking that's not medical malpractice if it doesn't work it's just by the very nature of that this particular surgery So in your believe me, you signed a pretty extensive informed consent. So that is issuing care in your community. For example, in Beverly Hills, where you have Beverly Hills doctors, which have these wonderful reputations, it's a very different basis or expectation of standard of care than it is in some little town in Mississippi. So, sure. there's some issues there, but what you have to do, John, is certainly talk to a medical malpractice attorney. And believe me, every single one of them will talk to you. If it's a really good case, sometimes you have a hard time understanding the. AM 640, we're talk, Bill Handel, Saturday morning. And welcome back to Handle on the Law. Uh, hi, Kelly. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi there. Yes, ma'am. Oh.
5: I am a small business owner, and I sell a product that um, goes in boutiques and large department stores, and I have one large department store that has been ordering. I usually make a really huge order, like, you know, 2,500 units, Um, and I'll get a purchase order in the late summer, and I'm supposed to be, you know, shipping it in the middle of the fall. But because um, I'm such a small business owner and it's a really large department store, um, I always contact them in advance to make sure that they're actually going to submit a purchase on all of these units. And so. Well, but I just
0: um, uh, just uh,
5: really
6: quickly, what? A product
5: called Boot Tucked. They're clip on stirrups that go on the bottom of your pant cuff, and they keep your pants from riding up and wrinkling when you're checking them inside boots.
0: Oh, all right. It's like one of those uh, bicycle things that uh, you keep your pants from going into the spot
5: and so um you know i, I get a uh, ver- uh, verbal and email confirmation from the main buyer before i move on and, and produce all- I, I got the confirmation and then i didn't get the orders and this happens a lot where i have to remind them sending emails um so i wasn't thinking that anything was abnormal but i never did get a purchase order um even though when i talked to him on the phone he said oh yeah yeah i'm gonna get you all that right all right and- so, um, come the end of the year, you know, uh, the department stores are fo- focusing on spring fashion, and now they're not interested in ordering right away because um, that wouldn't work.
0: All right, Kelly, so, we're, we're going too long on this. You've got to sort of bottom line it for me.
5: So, bottom line is um, they said that they were going to send another, an order right away for fall of 2018 so I can pack everything up and at least get it out of my house for a while. And they never did. So I am right now, I'm assuming I will get an order, but I had to spend um, like $1,500 to to have a service that is the interface between their purchase orders and and me. So bottom line is I'm still out a bunch of money, even if I do ultimately get an order. And um, I'm wondering, do I have a case?
0: Against whom? Against the... Against department who? About the this department, department store. store for doing yeah. what? For saying we're going to buy, we usually buy at one time. They're not buying on, uh, they're they're not buying on uh, uh, the uh, the calendar that you want them to buy, and they wait. And uh, I don't quite understand uh, that you had to spend fifteen hundred dollars more. But uh, wh- yeah. where where are they at fault?
5: They're at fault because they said they were going to do it, and because of that, I had to spend extra
0: money. They said they were going to do it, but the, but the P.O. didn't come through until a later time. That's right? And
5: I still haven't gotten it, but I still have
0: to pay for the service. I, normally, people do pay in advance when they manufacture. Uh, have you sure. gotten Have you gotten a purchase order, signed purchase order? No. Okay, and uh, they're saying they will, but they haven't yet? Correct. All right. And you want to sue them as if you ever want to have business from them ever, ever <laughs> again, right? Because you're you're obviously a good business person.
3: Well, I don't. I love them. No, not.
0: Well, they're not going to love you once you file a lawsuit for fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you want? Uh, here's my legal advice: suck it up. Okay. 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 No, how much profit do you well you can't tell me how much profit but is it a substantial profit is $1500 really going to bite into the profit you make every year from these pe- from these people?
5: It, it's worth it if I it, it is worth it if I continue this business. You're Fair right.
0: enough. So uh for example if uh they ordered uh the product and you made $1500 less as part of the contract you would sign in a heartbeat, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, suck it up. Thank you. They didn't buy it in time. They said they were going to buy it in June. They didn't end up buying until July. Therefore, I want fifteen hundred dollars. Yep, that worked. Hey, Mark, welcome to Handle on the Law. Yes, Bill, I have a uh,
4: quick story with multiple questions. Uh, um, a while back, I was uh, I was at a uh, hotel in Central California. Overnight, uh, my car was stolen um i lost quite a bit of uh well stolen and later wrecked um as we discovered a few hours later um i unfortunately did not have renter's insurance i had some valuables in that car
0: what do you mean rent oh renter's insurance as in didn't you have did you have car insurance
4: i had car insurance but the renter's
0: insurance covered the what was in the car which I don't have okay and you are your okay, I don't know if that covers it, but let's say it does, okay, so what what is your question could I sue the hotel uh sure, you can sue him for what was in the car incidentally, you're going to sue them for uh, uh it would be strictly small claims uh yeah what uh, was so what was in the car uh I had some
4: uh clothes, I had some um
0: of which uh, you of which you have receipts for, of course,
4: ha <laughs> ha well. And I, but I do have receipts for uh, the cost of a rental car, and that's your car. Cost, your car
0: insurance covers that.
4: Uh, well, my my car insurance is strictly was liability. Oh,
0: all right. So it doesn't cover yeah. that. So how are right. they? How are they at fault? What did they do that uh, enabled your car to get stolen? That it wouldn't have been stolen if they had done the the appropriate thing.
4: Uh, Add security.
0: Uh, how how much?
4: What do you mean? All right. Where, where was the car? It was parked in their lot.
0: Okay. It's an open lot. Yes. Okay. What kind of security would you like them to have?
4: A uh, security guard.
0: A security guard in a parking lot at a hotel. And uh, I've seen it before. I uh, So have I. But uh, where's the law that says if you don't have security, you're liable if someone steals the car? What if he, there was a security guard there and he had his back turned when the car was stolen? What do you think? I still think they would be liable. Oh, because they didn't have two security guards. Because they didn't have one looking one way and the other one looking the other way. Well, huh. Bill, the
4: only reason I go that route is, you know as well as I do, people who steal cars, uh, they don't
0: have much money. How does he know it was your car? How did he know that the guy who stole your car, it wasn't his car? You lost me. Okay, your car was stolen. Security yeah. guards should have been there. Assuming a security car uh, guard is there and sees someone right. getting into this a car, this is handle on does the law. he assume that and it's Julie being stolen? And Julie in the newsroom, Julie, what's well, the news? The guy is uh, just driving the car off. I understand your point. Yeah, that is the point. In other words, the bottom line is: uh, I think uh, you have a wrecked car with no insurance and some clothes that you have no receipts for that are missing. Congratulations. All right. This is Handle on the Law. And uh, welcome back to uh, KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk, Bill Handle, Saturday morning. And welcome to Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice when I tell you you have absolutely no case. All right. Veronica. Hi, Veronica. Hello. Yes, Thank ma'am. My-
2: yes. Um, I'd like to know, please, what are the. And if there are any, but what are the acceptable reasons that a judge would uh, hear a case, even though it has passed the statute of limitations?
0: There aren't none. There are very, very few. The statute has to be told, which means there has to be a reason why uh, the statute of limitations was passed. For example, someone's out of the country, someone's in the military, fraud was mm-hmm. committed. There are all a number of things.
2: That's what I'm looking for. Th- those kind of uh, all right. So, so, is it is out of state also acceptable?
0: No, or no, something? I don't think so. No, okay. I don't think out of state being there. Uh, how far past the statute are you? Do you know?
2: Uh, one to two years. All
0: right, one and to two years. True. So, what what happened that you that we're waiting uh, and we blew past the statute? Tell me what the underlying case is about.
2: Uh, I feel my mom was murdered by Kaiser. There you go. And I was just so I couldn't tie my shoelaces, and yeah. also I became ill with whatever they sent her home to die with.
0: Wow! So you don't know what she died of?
2: They just said Alzheimer's, but she never had Alzheimer's before
0: and, the uh, operation. Uh, well, you don't do operations for Alzheimer's. That's besides the point, Veronica. How do you know? Right, she,
2: that's what they put on her death certificate
0: that she had Alzheimer's.
2: Yes, and she didn't before. So I, she was taking. Well, I, yeah, it people. A, yeah, well, after three times that week.
0: Yeah, we well, just to yeah. let You know, people who develop Alzheimer's don't normally don't have Alzheimer's before they develop Alzheimer's. Uh, that's that's. I may not be a brilliant, but I think you don't get. You're not sick before you get sick,
2: right? Yeah, something is up with this, and I yeah. did catch them giving her haul doll, and they they did not have permission to do that. So, yeah, well, you know, they basically, didn't a... she had she broke a bone and she woke up with Alzheimer's.
0: Ooh, that was a tough one. And the time she broke a bone and she woke up with Alzheimer's, what was that time era? That time area?
2: Uh, that you remember was, what uh, Halloween 2013.
0: Okay, and she so she broke a bone. In 2013, and when did she wake very, up? Very, very,
2: very healthy. Okay. Sorry, when? I'm so
0: sorry. When, all right. Fine. So she broke a bone. She goes to Kaiser, and then she yes. wakes up with Alzheimer's. What was... Right. So was she, was she um, operated on for the broken bone? Yes. yes. Okay. Big operation. All right. And so when she woke up, let's say, the day later. Yes. Right? And then she had Alzheimer's. Yes. And Kaiser gave her the Alzheimer's because the day before, she was not... Uh, suffering from alzheimer's
2: that's correct and she's wow. seen three times by three different doctors that week uh, i had her taken to a kaiser's uh, her her intern um, uh, um a kidney specialist no no doctor. i get it no
0: i get it this is very very serious stuff uh and i would like to know number one how kaiser can give someone alzheimer's in one day but uh if uh it's it's a hell of a case veronica uh, there's no question the old uh, the my god they got she got alzheimer's in one day and, and kaiser somehow gave it to her it was it by injection was it by medication do you have any idea how kaiser gave her the yes. alzheimer's
2: yes after looking into it i do have uh some guesstimates, which are that when you're elderly and this can happen to anyone as well but especially elderly people are affected by fever by medication she never drank not one drink nothing like that um so so all this medication to put her out and, and everything else would have confused her, but that does not mean that she had dementia. They wanted her in in uh, one of their places. She was so healthy, and so she, so strong. So and I think. So they,
0: Veronica, how did she get? And, how did they give her Alzheimer's? I'm still a little confused here, Veronica. Oh,
2: pardon me. Um, just from the medication alone. The medication, the medication
0: caused her to get Alzheimer. What was the medication? Do you have any idea, here, Veronica? Here. Veronica, do you, do you have any else? Do you have any pro Alzheimer's medication out there that I know? Of? I don't know, but I uh, tell no, me what no, you. No, th-
2: no, no. She didn't have Alzheimer's. She had the appearance of it. They just wanted me to put her in a home where they they could make a cash cow out of her.
0: All right, so she didn't die of Alzheimer's. What did she die they
2: of? They said so on her. They said so on her.
0: I her, I get. It. What do you think she died I don't of? Then, know. Veronica.
2: I don't know. She, had, she wasn't she wasn't eating or drinking very much, and I, I did have a doctor come out to the house for like two thousand. They before that, she died at home, which is. Basically, why the attorneys I've spoken to don't seem to be very interested, but before that, a couple of days before that, she was in this place that Kaiser handpicked for her rehabilitation. Um, What we don't realize is rehabilitation is actually the insane old people's home that they just send you to. People don't realize that that's what Mm. you're going to get for your... All right. How many, uh,
0: Veronica, how many lawyers have you gone to with this that have turned you down? Two. Two. Well... Uh, I think you've just gotten the wrong, two. I think uh, if you uh, keep on going, I think you'll find a lawyer that's willing to take this up because this is a hell of a case. First of all, people that – and Kaiser gets sued constantly, incidentally, for exactly this, and that is giving people Alzheimer's, uh, actually giving them medication that causes Alzheimer's, happens all the time, and then putting them into rehab – for the purpose yeah. of actually murdering them and having them die. Yes. Yeah, we got it. We're, on the, Veronica, we're on the same page. Veronica, we're on the same pe- page. Like, no. I No, I got it. I'm on your slide. I know. It's, I, no, I understand. I'm one of the few people that understand you and say yes. So, Veronica, uh, go to the website, uh, handleonthelaw.com. Mm-hmm. We have lawyers that practice medical malpractice. And when you tell mm-hmm. them about Kaiser murdering your mom by giving her Alzheimer's and they initially say no, you go, wait a minute. Bill said you would take this case.
2: Oh, Bill. Thank
0: uh, you so okay. much. Okay. All right, sweetheart. Uh, good luck to oh, you. thank
2: you. Have a great day. Thank you All so right. Much. Bye. Bye-bye.
0: This is why I do this show. I just want to let you know, uh, there are times when I look up at the sky and say, thank you, God. Thank you for phone calls like this. And my hands are out, are stretched out. And I'm looking towards the sky. This is biblical right now. I have just found God. Okay, this is Handle on the Law. KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handle here on a Saturday morning. This is Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice where I tell you, you have absolutely no case. In Oklahoma, freedom of religion case uh, where I have a great time trying to, to figure out what religion is. And I've yet to figure it out. You don't know what religion is. The courts don't know what religion is. You can pretty well call almost anything religious. So, the Oklahoma State Legislature, huge controversy about putting a monument of the Ten Commandments on the front lawn. And instantly, the ACLU came in and said, you can't do that. That's a religious monument, a religious statement, and you can't do that. Separation of church and state. Okay, fair enough. So, uh, they finally figured out, and in a way, a compromise uh, had been reached where if it was privately privately funded, it could go on there, as well as other religions will be allowed the opportunity to put their monument on there, and the applications are now going, and the legislature doesn't have much of a choice. So, uh, for example, you've got a Hindu leader in Nevada who wants to put up a Hindu monument. Uh, An animal rights group, PETA, wants to put up their, quote, monument of, I think, theoretically, a bunch of baby seals getting clubbed death or whatever monument they have by calling themselves a religion. And again, uh, who is to say that that's not a religion? Scientologists, for example. A lot of people argue that's not a religion. Uh, Also, my favorite one, uh, and this one is fantastic, another applicant to put up a monument Is the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster also a legitimate religious group? Because, again, you cannot, you cannot differentiate why is the Catholic Church or the Jewish religion or Mormonism different from the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster? Because you think it's not legitimate you think it's not sincere well you know what you have people that believe in spaghetti monsters as much as you believe in your religion again welcome to america who decides what a religion is now it looks like they have drawn the line uh with a group called the satanic temple and what they want to put up on the lawn of the Oklahoma State Legislature is a seven-foot-tall statue of Satan. And it is a Satan, you know, with a goat's head and the horns on top of a human body. And uh, there are two kids uh, that are on either side, a little boy and a little girl, looking up at uh, the head of the goat, adoringly. And the way the goat's... The goat man, Baphomet, I think is his name, Baphomet, is the way, and he's Satan. And the way that his legs are crossed allows anybody to come and sit on his lap. And the satanic temple talks about that this is, we believe in peace. We believe in people loving each other. And that is why we now want to put this up to spread our message. Well, it looks like the legislature is going to draw its line on that one. And they're going to lose. They are going to lose this. Because it's a freedom of religion uh, issue. On its website, the Satanic Temple explains that it seeks to separate religion from superstition by acknowledging religious belief as a metaphorical framework with which we construct a narrative context for our goals and works. If you know what that means, I don't. And further, Satan stands as the ultimate icon for the selfless selfless revolt against tyranny, free and rational inquiry, and the responsible pursuit of happiness. Ah, now I understand. Thank you. You're going to see a statue of Satan up on that, I'll tell you, for sure. (laughs) all right let's take some phone calls all right jeff welcome to handle on the law hello jeff hello can you hear me yeah um
7: question for you my father i got a call from his ex-wife or somebody we believe to be his ex-wife um fell down the stairs at the home he was living in he was paying her rent and uh she let him be there for a couple hours until I got there. I told her to call 911, but she didn't. And um, I uh, I called 911 immediately when I came to the hospital. I got a voicemail from him the day before, and he knew who I was. He had uh, the onset of dementia, but after he fell, he went to the hospital and started his dementia exacerbated greatly. He started going downhill, and he died a month later.
0: All right. And what's your question, Jeff?
7: Her homeowner's insurance.
0: I'm sorry. Uh, you're, uh, repeat because you cut out a little bit.
7: Uh, do I have a case against her homeowner's
0: insurance? For what? Because you're because he fell down the stairs. Yes, and then he died a month later. I, but what what did they do wrong? They had stairs. Yes. That's it. So therefore, the argument is. Ladies and gentlemen, the jury, he fell down the stairs, and I contend there should have been no stairs up to the, the second. Stairs st- made, the
7: stairs, it was in a home, it's the residence. That's Maybe even better. There should be, that's on.
0: even better. There should be no stairs leading to the upstairs. Uh, to the upstairs. He should actually or, have climbed a ladder. I mean, let, let's think about that for a moment. Why did he fall? Cause, I, I don't know. Because he just fell. Have you ever fallen? Yes. Okay. Who'd you want to sue when you fell? Who was at fault? The homeowner. The homeowner. Because blind. the homeowner, what did the homeowner do that was wrong? Didn't block off the stairs. Didn't? So how does someone get upstairs when the stairs are blocked off? The main living area is
7: upstairs, and the garage and a bathroom is downstairs.
0: All right. But if someone is living in the home and wants to walk up and down the stairs, I don't quite understand why you would block off the stairs.
7: Because
0: he was a slip and fall risk. I have to tell you, I don't, I don't think that's going to fly. I don't think that's going to fly. Because inevitably, it's always someone else's fault. You can't just fall. You can't just be a klutz and fall down and break your knee. break. My wife, uh, she took a flyer on uh, in my daughter uh, Pamela's room. Uh, my daughter Pamela is the gamer. And she has uh, she has her computers, et etc, in her room, and blackout shades I mean just total blackout because she really wants the screens to pop out, and she has a green screen behind her I mean she's pretty sophisticated when she does that, so uh Marjorie decides she's going to wake up Pamela because Pamela had to go to school, so she uh, went in there to wake her up, and there black black blackout and the the carpet uh that was under. Uh, the chair that Pamela had had curled up and Pamela and Marjorie tripped on it and just took a flyer. And I mean, it was like Keystone cop and went right on her hip. And it wasn't her hip that was broken. The entire femur exploded. And she was in surgery uh, that day. And it was a mess. I mean, it took her a year to heal. And so I immediately called up uh, my homeowner's insurance. I said, I want to make a claim. They said, you own the house. You can't make a claim against yourself. Someone's responsible. You. That's not fair. I buy insurance. Yeah, if someone else gets hurt. Oh. Well, gee, I, I just wanted to blame someone. You know, I wanted some money out of this. See, that's the problem. This is Handle on the Law. You, this is I KFI AM six forty. We're simulating top Bill Handle Saturday morning. Need and welcome back to Handle on the Law. All right, Wade. Hello, Wade. Welcome to Handle. Handle on the Law. Hi, Bill. Good morning. Yes, All-time sir. First time
8: listener, first time caller. My question to you today is about intellectual property and the ownership of which. I work for a company who develops a GPS system but does not create the product that I've developed. Four years ago, I created a product, and I brought it to their attention and wanted to do a licensing deal with them. They denied me the licensing deal. I am still employed by this employer. And now they have created their own product line along the same lines as my product.
0: Okay. This,
8: this company uh, was, is out of Florida. Were there
0: any I'm patents involved? Wade, were there any patents involved?
8: I have a patent.
0: Okay. On the, and you didn't do this during the course of your employment. I mean, you did, you did this outside of your employment, correct? On my own time. Okay, so it's, it, it's yours. And you offered them uh, the deal and they said not interested correct well uh they certainly can go ahead and produce a similar product i mean anybody can do that it's is there a violation of the patent in other words ideas are not patentable specifics are for example there? i can i can come up with a gps product tomorrow afternoon uh, no one who has a patent on gps is going to be able to sue me unless i'm using that technology
8: right And they're about to embark on the infringement of a patent that I
0: have. That's different. Now, if you're talking about an infringement of the patent, now you're talking uh, there could be some serious money involved here, uh, but still working there. I mean, do you want to keep your job?
8: (laughs) I am still working there, yes.
0: Okay. Well, that's a big issue. That's a practical issue, Wade. It's a question, because I guarantee you, the second you saw it, you uh, file for a patent infringement suit or make a claim, you think you're going to walk in that door tomorrow morning? No. Yeah. So uh, you have to go to a patent attorney to find out, uh, first of all, where you sit. And then you have to decide, you know, which way do I go on that? And it may, if it's valuable enough, yeah, you hang your job up. And you go for it. And I can't make that decision for you. I mean, there is no way. Kathy. Hi, Kathy. You're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law.
3: Hi, good morning. How are you? Yes, ma'am. I'm calling because I had a board-certified plastic surgeon do a surgery on me, a laser treatment, which uh, wasn't all that uh, he said it would be, and also a mastopexy. And there, too, I got one breast pointing up and the other one pointing down. So I'm not real pleased with the, no. Uh, the, I
0: yeah. Procedures. Now it's very important which which breast is pointing up, which breast is pointing down, because there are a lot of legal issues there. The right one's up, the left one's down. Damn it! If it'd been the yeah. other way, you would have had a hell of a case. Oh, God, really? I, yeah, I feel terrible. Uh, the right one's up, and the left one's down. All right. Oh, come so on. okay, <laughs> so you have a what appears to be a malpractice suit because you're not supposed to have that happen. Uh, and then also uh, you had, uh, what, some kind of a laser treatment on your face?
3: A, a facial laser treatment, yeah. And um, he told me, oh, I think we could do fine with uh, getting rid of the wrinkles around okay. the skin. They weren't even touched because there was nothing uh, that indicated any redness. Yeah,
0: yeah. No All right. Healing. So what's, what's your question, my dear?
3: Okay, I was going to, I called my um, credit card company and I wanted to uh, protest the charges. Oh, good. I'd like to go somewhere else, uh, but I don't know. I mean
0: this is all subjective. Well, here's no it's not no 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 no. no. It is Kathy, it is not subjective is if one breast is pointing up and the other one is pointing down. That mm-hmm. is not subjective.
2: Right.
0: I mean that's real. Now the wrinkle issue is uh, you know, there's before and after pictures and your argument right. is he didn't he didn't do anything at all. He didn't touch it, there was no redness. And that indicates that nothing was done. I mean, all of that is, uh, one, I think, is a very healthy malpractice case, assuming that, uh, well, how much uh, uh, north and south do the breasts go? You know,
3: it's millimeters, but it is obvious. You all know. right, well,
0: okay. Uh, and, uh, Kathy, how old are you? 72. Uh, 72. I mean, frankly, aren't you supposed to have breasts that go down at 72? 72 uh to, to begin with so yeah. now you, so now yeah, but, you, all right so kathy now you have half a case good. yeah okay. so you have half a case only the breast is going up okay yeah. it's uh that's worth half the money all right so what appears to uh be malpractice is one thing the other one i think is just a dispute for money that he didn't right. do and you're there's no harm there uh definitely time to talk to a malpractice attorney kathy absolutely
3: well, what if I just uh, go through my credit card company? Well, if so they're willing, if they're
0: money back, no, no, if they're willing to return the money, uh, they and probably it, won't. Uh, they probably won't, they probably won't because the uh, plastic surgeon can say I did the service. But then you still have the issue of one breast up, one breast down. Mm-hmm. And if you're okay with that, and you get your money returned, so be it. Matter of fact, you may actually call uh, the doctor, say you return my money. I'm not going to go forward with it. I just want oh. my money back. Yeah. And that might work. I mean, if I'm a plastic surgeon and I'm looking at a potential of a uh, potential of a lawsuit, and uh, my choice is to simply return seven or eight thousand dollars, uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. This is Handle on the Law. KFI AM six forty. More stimulating talk. Bill Handel here on a Saturday. Welcome aboard, everybody. This is Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice where I tell you you have absolutely no case. Hey, John. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hey, Bill. Yes, sir. I've uh, been married 20 years, <clears throat> going through a divorce.
8: My wife and I decided to go through mediation to try to avoid lawyers, whatnot, at all the costs. Uh, we had our first meeting a week and a half ago. And she walked in, claiming that she has a lawyer and uh, she wants full custody of the kid, not joint like we agreed to, which is why we went into mediation. Uh, since then, I have found out she has not retained a lawyer; she's only consulted a lawyer. So I'm just curious as to my next steps. Do I have to get a lawyer now? No,
0: no, 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 done? no, no. So uh, what she what she's doing is playing chicken with you. That's all. Now if she doesn't agree. Yeah. To, if she, go ahead. If she doesn't agree to mediation, uh, then you're going to have to go and just do the divorce and fight it out. And you probably will have to get a lawyer. But I think the uh, conversation with her, because you're still talking to her because she doesn't have a lawyer yet, is that you say, hey, you know what, wife, ex-wife, here's the way it works with lawyers. They're going to get all the money. That's the way it works. It'll be thousands of dollars that you're going to pay and I'm going to pay. Let's figure out what we're going to do. Now, she wants full custody. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Uh, And how old are the children? Uh, 12 and 15. All right. So here is what you tell her. You're never going to get full custody because the law, based on uh, the way this works, uh, we're going to share custody. Now, there are some issues. For example, if if she lives near the school where the kids are going to school and you don't. And the kids would have to leave school and figure out some other place to go you can't split up schools, so what the judge would say is, and I'm just being hypothetical, she would get the kids Monday through Friday, you would get the kids on weekends and on holidays, and during the summer you have uh, a whole um a whole formula okay. So uh, it is far better, far, far better to uh, figure this out during mediation if you can. Because otherwise, man, if you're in front of a judge, that's what the judge is going to do. All you have to look up, uh, even even consult a lawyer like she did, and buy an hour and say, what's going to happen? And the lawyer is assuming the lawyer is going to say, oh, you need me. uh, Then you walk out the door and you find another lawyer. Uh, But uh, saying hey this is what's going to happen and if you have an honest lawyer huh, honest lawyer oh my god where'd he get one of those uh you uh find out what it all works out uh the same way and and the rules are pretty simple what the court is going to in fact follow all right getting a lot of family law today hello sean is it welcome or you are welcome yes sir
8: yes i am
0: yes you are um Hey, I've got a quick
4: question about family court. My, I'm heading into court next week, and my ex has a propensity to spit out, oh, what is that, false accusations. And um, I want to know if it's okay for me. Do I have to sit there and wait for her to spew out this, or
7: can I say, your honor, I object? No, to no, to no, no. Her. You
0: can't object to her testimony. She can testify oh. to whatever the hell she wants to, and you have to wait till she's finished. But then you go ahead and say, Your Honor, this is all a crock. You do not interrupt her, Sean. uh, But judges are pretty good at figuring out who's lying and who isn't. And if she is going over the top, unless she's such a great liar and she is that insidious, then it's a question of he said, she said, and it's who the judge is going to believe. But he's going to figure out you're both telling the truth. You're both looking at the same way. She's spinning it. You say it didn't happen. She says it did happen. And... I mean, the, if there isn't other corroborating testimony, uh, judges know that people are pretty vicious uh, during uh, a family court, a divorce situation. Uh, they're okay. not at their best. So uh, the bottom line is, can I object? There's nothing to object to, Sean. Okay. All right. All be, right be, just- and don't piss off the judge. Man, do not piss, piss off the judge. All right. Joe, you're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law.
9: Yeah, Hello. Hey, um, a question. I have
8: uh, a child support question for you. Um, my son comes off in June of this year, and it states in the paperwork that uh, 18th birthday or the graduation of school. Do I have to bring my ex-wife back to court to get that document? No, or
0: no, you just end it. All you do is on that date, you simply stop paying support. Okay, now as
8: far as the amount of support, where would I find out what... Apportion was uh, applied to her, my daughter versus my son.
0: Wait, hey, wait, wait. Does, does it, it, wait a second. Is it child support that you are yes. paying? Well, the yes. child support ends.
8: Okay, but I have two kids I'm paying child support. Okay. So I don't know what's the portion to uh, my son and my daughter.
0: Well, she doesn't know either. I mean, how is she supposed to know?
8: Mm, I think there's a Smith Osler formula they
0: work by, i have but. i have no idea i have no idea so if there is a formula uh you're asking the wrong guy because i this is the first i heard of it but then i don't do divorce law and my wife hasn't divorced me yet so uh oh. that doesn't help see i love this when callers call up and they know more than i do and they go well how about this bill i go what bill are you talking about oh how about this law what do you need? i don't know oh okay fair enough thanks for calling handle on the law because you never know when you're going to get a good answer for me Literally, you never know when you're going to get a good answer from me. See how that works? All right, uh, Laura. Hello, Laura. Welcome.
10: My question is, handle. how do I protect my assets? I have a vacation. All right, website. Laura,
0: Laura are, you, are you on a speakerphone any chance? No, I'm on a headset. Okay, much better. Okay, go ahead.
10: Okay. How, how do I protect my assets? I have a, I rent vacation homes and uh, the homes themselves and my investment. Investments to a potential lawsuit.
0: Okay, protecting yourself from lawsuits. Correct. Okay, well the easy the easiest way is to have insurance. Then you okay. don't do anything. So that's what I do. I just buy piles of insurance. It's not very expensive. Now the way to truly protect all of your assets is every home becomes owned by a separate LLC, for example. But that means okay. that means you separate everything out, so your o- so only that particular property is at risk if someone. Uh, goes after someone a liability. Someone uh, you know, for example, falls or hurts themselves on your property. But what, are you looking? For, I don't quite understand what you're looking to protect yourself from.
10: I, uh, there is a home away which is owned by Expedia. Um, they are vacation rental website, and they refunded on November 11th, $132,000 of past reservations and future reservations, and these these were on they were out. I didn't cancel these. These are unauthorized, and they're now going after me for the money.
0: Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that has nothing to do with protecting your assets. I mean, your assets are your assets. You simply have to fight them. And if they are they taking away money, or they filed a lawsuit, or they made a demand, what what are they doing, Laura?
10: So they tried to do an ACH out of the checking accounts, and I stopped that. Okay. All right. And they sent me a demand letter.
0: Fine. Then you simply say I don't owe the money. Okay. Okay. That's that's your first step. And if they go forward and file a lawsuit, you have to get a, law- uh, a lawyer, Lori. You have no choice, especially for $132,000. Okay. And your argument okay. is if it was unauthorized, uh, it's, uh, well, I don't know the, the the exact facts of the case, nor do I want to. But uh, you don't do anything until, other than scream and say, I don't owe, I don't owe, I don't owe, until they file a lawsuit. That's when you start talking, Okay. Okay, so I do send a demand letter back. No, no, I no demand owe- letter. No. No, no. You okay, send okay. a uh, you send a letter saying I don't owe this money. Okay. And uh, you may give them a reason saying because it was unauthorized or whatever information you have, but you don't admit anything. Okay. All right, don't admit you've done anything wrong. Just say I don't owe this money. It was unauthorized. Thank you. Goodbye. Go go bother someone else.
10: Okay. All right. And then my, my there's a divorce that's finalized and he's coming coming back to ask for more money so that's another reason why I want to well he can do that,
0: that, that he can do that as nothing to do. he's not going after assets he's asking for money right right yeah well that's uh, that has nothing to do with assets that has to do with okay. change circumstance and you fight that one too and you say no thank you I don't owe you a dime boy this is getting good isn't it yeah this is handle on the law. And uh, welcome back. This is KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handel here. Uh, pleasure having you here. And this is Handel on the Law. Marginal legal advice. David. Hello, David. Welcome. Hello. Yes, sir. I uh, was working for a company uh, a
7: few years ago, got terminated after filing for short-term disability. The disability was approved uh, 30 days into it, they terminated my employment. Okay, what, what's the
0: reason they terminated your employment for?
7: They didn't give me a reason. They All right. just said, how,
0: how big is the company?
7: It's huge. It's multinational.
0: Uh, yeah, they're, uh, they have a right to fire you, but it's really hinky that they fired you during your uh, disability uh, that's one problem. How long were you working at that company?
7: I had only been there for a few months. Ah, uh, so
0: you may have been on a probationary period, and so there's nothing in your file as to why you were terminated. They didn't tell you. They just said you're, you're finished, right? Right. That's interesting. Uh, was it by letter?
7: No, it was on the phone. I, I, they called me and said, we've got your extension for your disability claim, and we've decided to terminate your employment.
0: If you'd been working there longer, I would have uh, feel a lot better about a potential case here. And are are you like a regular white guy? Yeah. See, that's a problem. Being regular white guys is uh, it's the only non-protected class of uh, of people that exist. Uh, If you were a woman, you could argue sex discrimination. If you were a minority, you could argue that if you were uh, somehow handicapped, you could argue it was on the basis of handicap. Are you gay? Yeah, you are gay. Yeah. Oh, that helps. Okay. Okay, that helps. Uh, do they know you're gay? Well, I, we didn't have a conversation about it, maybe. Do you, for example, wear dresses to work? I do not. See, I, it would have been a lot easier <laughs> for me if you had. Uh, do you, for example, uh, play show tunes when you're at work? No. <sighs> Flower arrangements? you come in with a lot of flowers, give it to your coworkers? <laughs> I don't, I, no. No, Cheese. Uh, are you a good cook? Absolutely. Okay, that helps. Okay. Uh, David, I, I don't know the answer uh, other than I'm going to suggest you contact a, uh, an employment discrimination attorney to see if there's any rules that uh, as far as the short-term disability, because effectively you're on medical leave while this is going on. And I don't know if they can do that to you while you're in the middle of medical leave. There may be an issue going on there, but that's the only thing I can think of. Keep in mind, here is the rules of um, of unemployment they 're allowed to fire you for any reason they want, other than uh, being a protected class and being gay that 's sexual orientation they can 't fire you for that, and your argument uh is going to be uh if they're that it was only because of your disability they 're firing you that is a problem for them, and you may have something there so David uh absolutely go to one of our uh, employment discrimination guys just to ask the question great thank okay? you okay you got it all right uh patrick hello patrick
11: hi there yes uh, real quick my girlfriend has two jobs in one of her two jobs she was injured and she just went to um urgent care that was assigned to her by her first company and she got treatment uh they said that she had uh, some anomaly underneath her ribs so um they put some limitations on her work, but she can still work. Um, because she was at urgent care, she wasn't able to make her second job. So she notified them about this injury, and it didn't happen at the second job. Well, this morning she had work again at the second job, and they told her that she can't come into work until she gets better. Is that something they're allowed to
0: do? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, uh, they uh, and I don't understand what getting better is. She's saying she's prepared to go to work. How do they know that uh, what her problem is? Um, they did X-rays there on the spot. What do you um, mean? Wait, the second where she works did X-rays. There was an X-ray tech that was at the the, the job.
11: Um, no, they sent her to urgent care, and that urgent care is where uh, she sought treatment. All right, so and, you're um, so it's the
0: first job. Okay, let me let me go through it because I'm getting a little confused here. Job number one, uh she is injured is that right yes. correct all right job number one sends her to urgent care correct job number one's doctor says that she has a problem but she can go back to work correct right uh but she's limited in what she can do correct correct uh where's job number two fit in here by the way
11: um job number two she actually had to call off from job number two because she was at urgent care well, this morning, she actually notified them that she was at urgent care. Job number two says, well, um, we can't have you come in until after you get all better.
0: So how did job number two, uh, they knew because she was going to the doctor, right? Yeah. And, and the doctor says she's okay. Correct. All right. So, uh, so job number one is saying you can't come in until you're better. But if the doctor no, no. Sa- But if the doctor says she's better, I don't quite understand what job number one is saying.
11: Job number one is saying that she can come back to work with limitations. Right. She notified job number two that she had to go to urgent care, and that's why she wasn't able to come in. All right,
0: and they're saying until you get better.
11: Yeah. Okay. Job number two is saying you can't come in until you get better.
0: Okay, but she's better.
11: Yeah. All right, so what's your question? My question is can they cut her hours because she's not completely better. She can go back
0: to Yeah, work they can. Yes, they can. Ca- How big is the company, Patrick
11: oh man it's a multi-million dollar corporation yeah
0: you want to go to hr have her go to hr and find out what's going on here what are the rules hr will tell her you shouldn't be talking to me you have to have her make an appointment to go with the hr department because they have all the rules there Uh, okay all right right. yeah you go yeah i'm the hr expert yeah if i have a problem with that what do you think Uh, here at the radio station guess what i do uh do i call myself i do not uh do i rely on my advice to me i do not Uh, What I do is I walk down the hall to the H.R. office and I say, hi, has there been a law for a lawsuit filed at me for abuse and hostile work environment yet? Not today, Bill. So I have a question to ask you regarding my mental health. All right, we shall return. This is Handle on the Law. This is KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handel, Saturday morning. This is Handel on the Law. Marginal legal advice where I, Bill Handel, tell you, whatever your name is, you have absolutely no case. Uh, there is a wild case that it seems to be, ah, uh, come on. It can't be true yet in sort of a bizarre way. It actually makes some sense. So there's a British woman who is trying, has tried to sue her former lawyers for professional negligence, saying that alongside of a bunch of other allegations, the lawyers failed to advise her that finalizing her divorce proceedings would inevitably cause her marriage to end. And you figure, okay, what rocket scientist does not know that a divorce finalizes a marriage huh she's arguing that the lawyer should have made it clear that a divorce would cause her marriage to be terminated something which she did not want to happen and here is why the lawyers blew it because they didn't take into uh into regard they didn't take into uh, they didn't accept the fact. Here I am searching for words, as always. Uh, they failed to regard her Roman Catholic faith. And what they should have done, recommend judicial separation, which is a step down from a full divorce, which still technically means she is married and has not divorced under Catholic law. Because, of course, Catholics don't like the idea of divorce. One time you couldn't get divorced. Do you know that? Uh, I was born in Brazil, and when I was growing up there you couldn 't you divorce was illegal you couldn 't do it you know, that that was it My grandmother uh, her my grandfather left my grandmother when my mom was eleven, and off he ran and he could never get divorced from my grandmother. He was still legally married because they couldn 't get a divorce in Brazil, so he ran off with his mistress and he spent thirty four years in France. Gambling all of her money away, but she had more money than he could ever gamble because she's a widow of an industrialist. He had a good life. And they're buried together somewhere near Nice in France. And there was no divorce. So uh, a Catholic country didn't have divorce. And uh, if you're a staunch Catholic, I guess a divorce is a horrible thing. So her argument is... Because they didn't regard her, uh, her Roman Catholic faith and did not tell her about judicial separation as a possibility where she wouldn't have to live with her husband but would, for all legal purposes, still be married but still maintain her faith, she uh, said, uh, you guys blew it. Now, uh, that was revealed in a an appeal court judgment because she lost in the lower court She lost in the appeals court because they say, uh, ah, come on. Give me a break. No one is that stupid. No one. All right, let's take some phone calls. Uh, Oh, this is hilarious. Mrs. Gentry? Yes. Don't you have a first name? Well, I do, but I'll have to spell it for you. Uh no, just pronounce it. I don't care.
3: Okay, it's Tanny. T A N N I E. I told you I had to
0: spell it. Yeah, but why does it say Mrs. Gentry? Is that how you introduce yourself? I'm just curious.
3: Yes. Wow. I'm proud to be Mrs. Gentry. No, and I understand that.
0: Yes, it is. Uh now Tanny. Okay, yeah, Tanny, hold on. To take Wait a minute. T- no, 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 no. You can I- take you can take all the time you want, because I'm enjoying this. So uh <laughs> Tanny
3: Okay well please Please don't. Uh, uh, let me just say how I feel. Uh, and, and my question to you, actually, I don't want to sue. I don't want to sue my real estate person. I would just like him to. I'd like to ask him. See, <laughs> two and a half, two and a half years ago, my husband and I, by the way, have been married a hundred years. We had two boys and two girls. And 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 two and a half years ago, we lost our forty-six-year-old daughter, who who is the. Mother of our twin grandsons, who are oh. almost 18 now. They're going to wow. be graduating next month uh, yeah. in Texas. Uh, but she and her husband were divorced when they were six. But in 1983, we we, we, we lost our 20-year-old son.
0: Oh, my God. So you're not talking so about we, your two kids you lost.
3: Through, we have gone through this
7: wow. two times. Wow.
3: And I was born and raised in church, and I was, you know, I, I never drank. I never smoked. Oh, I'm never sorry. Outside the home. Am I talking? I'm talking, Bill. I need to teach you time to talk. Uh, that's something that I discovered and created. But oh, my, my question to you is, is uh, we bought this house two and a half years ago. We had, we had just looked at it before Rhonda died. I was in the lender's office signing papers when my, my husband called and says, you need to come home. And I said, why? And I thought, well, he lost his job. He said, "You need to go home now." I said, "Tell me why now?" And and he said, "Ronda died." Oh
0: God. Okay, I'm so sorry.
3: And oh. instead of gambling, okay, we bought the house. Okay. Anyway, our payments are almost four thousand dollars. All right. A all right. Month. Tanny.
0: Tanny. Tanny. All right.
3: Bill, I want to say one more thing, please. Uh. uh we used twenty thousand dollars of our savings to, yeah. into the
0: place. All right, Tanny I just to, Tanny, hold oh, on, on a minute. Tanny, Tanny I need to put you no. on
11: the
3: time or
0: no, no. Can hey, no. I just
3: ask you one question?
11: Yeah,
0: no, Tanny I I know where you're going and I and I have an, no, I have no, an answer.
3: I, I you do not know where I'm going. Let me just say this and I have to go. I'm gonna meet a friend and we're going to another Aladon meeting at eleven and I'm running late because I waited for you and which is worth it, I'm sure. But I wanna ask you may I? Uh, you know, my husband is 78 years old and when he doesn't have a job, we will have to sell the house. And when we bought the house, our realtor knew we were in trouble. He didn't, he didn't, you know, he didn't make sure the house was painted. I'd like to know if I could ask him to have the house painted inside and
0: out. Tanny Tanny here, uh, all right, Tanny, you can ask whatever, but here's a couple of issues because of the state that you were in you have a very good chance of simply unraveling the sale completely. Okay. Just undoing the sale because the argument is that you were in such a mental state uh, based on all the circumstances that you had, you simply weren't cognitively there. In other words, effectively, uh, you were out of your mind temporarily because of all the grief and everything you were going through. Although you got the call, well, did you get the call after you signed the documents? No. Okay. I
3: hadn't finished yet. Got it. Okay.
0: All right. Okay. You You can stop. All right, you can stop you know, right there. Let me
3: just say this: is It's important. The lender, as I was going home to, to to see the details, the the lender in the office that I was signing the papers, you know, electronically. He says, "Do you want me to sign them for you?" And I said, "Yes, go ahead." All right.
0: Again, the the same.
3: I don't want to lose a house now. All right. We've well, a hundred thousand okay, dollars
0: in uh, equity. All right. Uh, all right. Do you, can you afford the four thousand dollar a month payment?
3: While he has a job, yes. When he okay. doesn't have a job, we will put it up for sale and right. get our equity back.
0: That's all you can do at this point. And uh, uh, can no, I
3: make, ask him if he could paint the house inside? Sure, out?
0: sure. And you ask okay. him and you say, uh, and if you don't, I'm going to sue you, although I don't know what you're going to sue for. Uh, but, yeah, uh, yeah because it's, I, I think it's easier to unravel it, simply say the sale itself. Uh, wasn't good because of the state I was in. Can you imagine losing two kids? And Al-Anon, obviously, uh, it's a drug issue. Ooh, that's a tough one. And I started having a good time because uh, she called herself Mrs. Gentry. I've never had that happen. It's always a first name uh, of all the years. Boy, did she take away my fun, didn't she? I was about to have a rip-roaring good time with her, and uh, I lost my two kids. Oh, God. Okay, so much for fun on that one. This is Handle on the Law. Welcome back to uh, KFI AM 640. More Simulating Talk. Bill Handle here on a Saturday. This is Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice. Hey, Greg, welcome.
3: Hi. Uh,
11: I have a case that's currently still going on with an employer. I did go to the labor commissioner's office to get a judgment against her uh, and the business. And my question really is, since she went to the debtor's exam and basically brought nothing to show proof, she doesn't have any assets as what she claims, what are my next steps to be able to compel her to pay that?
0: Well, if she doesn't have any money, you can't compel her to pay because we don't have debtor's prison. Uh, Now the case, the question is: Was she lying when she said she has no assets? Uh, Is it worth hiring a private investigator, a forensic guy, to go through and find whether or not she has assets? How big is your judgment, Greg? Uh,
11: It's at this point with interest, it's just above five grand.
0: Well. I mean, you've got the judgment. There's not much more you can do about that. Uh, And you can just go after assets. If you have the judgment in your hand, then just go after assets. If she's working, uh, you can go ahead and uh, garnish wages. If there's working, this is against a company, not against an individual, correct? It's currently against a company. That's the other issue. And is the company out of business? Uh, Well, she claims it is, yes. Well, that's easy to find out. Uh, you contact the Secretary of State. You do a little bit of research. You can go on the internet and uh, just uh, sure. put, pull up the uh, the name of the company and find out if they're still in business. Uh, are they ordering? Can you order? And then uh, what uh, what I would do is holler in for another one of those examinations and just give her the proof and say, "Why are you lying? You know this is perjury."
11: Sure, and I did that. But the business still shows as a suspended but not that it's not active.
0: Well, then you have to find out where the assets are. I have to tell you, it's going to cost you time and money to do that, Greg. Okay. You work for a flake, and it's up to you to do that. I wouldn't for $5,000. I mean, only because uh, to get that $5,000, if the business is suspended, uh, she has no money, uh, and you have to hunt it down and then collect it, uh, that's not easy to do. Uh, Hello, Bill. Yes? Yes, what can I do for you?
9: Okay, my item is the warranty thing on a catalytic com- converter. They're accepting that uh, the warranty is good, but then they're saying that uh, there's two oxygen sensors that are seizing up, so they're going to have to replace them at $600. Should I pay
0: for that? Well, if, if, does the warranty cover it? No, it doesn't. So where, why wouldn't you want to pay for it? Well, the point is that uh,
9: they have the ability to take them off properly. The sensors are fine. They're testing fine.
0: So, why would it cost you $600 to take them off uh, properly in the sensors? No, it's, are- it's
9: uh, the parts are costing $600.
0: Okay, and that's not covered by insurance, correct?
9: That's what they're saying.
0: Well, you see, that's the problem. Read your insurance policy. And uh, unless that's specifically excluded, then it's included, Bill.
9: Yeah, but if they're wrecking a perfectly good
0: part, you know what? You don't know if it's a perfectly good part. Yeah, they're admitting to it. And what? And they? And the, I don't understand. They're admitting that's, that it's a perfectly good part, and they don't want to replace it. Not without me paying it. Why would they? If they if it's a perfectly good part, why would they take it off? What am I missing? They have to. It's like a spark plug that sits. All at, right, they have. So what they're saying is, we cover one part, but we don't cover the part that's connected that we have to remove. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and they're just keep on arguing with them. You can take them to small claims court for your six hundred dollars, but I mean, good luck. You're going to be. Could
9: uh, the insurance possibly uh, yeah. don't have some kind of? Uh, yeah,
0: that's what you want to do. You want to go against the insurance uh, uh, company. They're the ones that's insuring it. Yeah, shouldn't
9: they be? It's like somebody hitting me. Over yes, the part yes. Of the car.
0: Yes, they should pay, Bill. Yes. Okay, I'll, I'll hang in there. Okay, good can for I you. one more thing? All right, good for you. He didn't understand one word I said. Not a word. Hello, Richard. Hi. Yes, sir, what can I do for you? Okay, I bought a business in a building,
8: and um, the uh, lease, I took over the lease. The guy actually got a new lease from the guy. Uh, about a year later, the guys I bought the business from opened up a competing business. We had a no-compete clause. It's worth nothing. Um, I couldn't afford the building anymore, and I moved out. The owner of the building sued me for everything I could get, or everything he could get. How much is that? And uh, set The max at the time, 7500 in small claims. Okay. Well, he had kind of a reputation as being a hard-ass, so... Before I signed the lease with him, I put all my properties in, uh, which was a total of two, but I put my properties in a uh, FLP. A um, couple years later, I do a refi. I had to put the property back in my name. I guess the guy was skip tracing every so often. Next thing I know, I have an abstract. And my...
0: I'm sorry, you, I'm... You, cut, you cut out. You have an abstract? Okay, yeah. Student,
8: um,
0: he won. Okay, I wait a second, you have an abstract, property. he filed an abstract, a judgment uh, against you personally, correct? Yes. Okay, you having put all the property into uh, an LLC or its equivalent. Exactly. All right, so uh, now what, now what, and what's your question?
8: Two years later, I get a refi on my property, uh, so I had to put it in my name. Okay. But he found out, and um, he went ahead and filed filed the abstract, and now I have a lien on title.
0: Yes, What I'm trying to find out is there an expiration date on that? 10 years. Then the the judgment is good for 10 years and it can be firm for another 10 years. So you're really looking at 20 years. Okay. Yeah, congratulations. I know you wanted to hear that, and uh, it's a short term. This is Handle on the Law. This is. KFI AM 640 more stimulating talk Bill Handel here and welcome back to handle on the law marginal legal advice all right Jim you're up
8: welcome to handle on the law Thank you Bill um, I have a daughter who owns a condominium and uh, neighbors in the ground pipe broke that separate uh, behind his side of the wall uh, for the two units and her insurance company wouldn't pay her. His insurance company's not paying her, and they're giving her the runaround. And I thought maybe she should just sue the neighbor, but I don't know. She tells me she has an attorney friend who said, no, that's not always what they do. And well, what and else are. do
0: they but, do? What does the attorney friend say they do? If the insurance companies won't pay well, they, either one of them, I guess what, what is she supposed to do? Yeah, exactly. Of course she has uh, to sue. She has I, no choice. I'm with
8: you, and she's kind of being timid. I like the neighbor type policy, you know, and... Well then, you know what that's real,
0: that's really simple, Jim. Then she sucks it up and fixes whatever damage there is. Well, yeah,
9: she's already put out the money. I'm okay. Like, come on. You well, got you got to sue him. Yep, if if she sues him, will they in turn pay out on this? It's obvious to me that it's on his side of the wall. It should be who, his
0: responsibility. Who knows? It's going to be the uh it's going to be the small claims judge that is going to make that decision. And that's the argument you're going to make. It's on his side of the wall. He's going to say it's a common wall uh and the homeowner association is responsible. Has she contacted the Homeowner Association yet? Yes. Okay, and, and, they, and they're, they're saying that, they, been... yeah, they're saying they're not responsible. How much exactly. they, How much damage are we talking about, Jim? About $8,000. Well, there's, the your lo- there's, there's your lawsuit, Jim. Yeah. And it's okay, her sure. choice. Her choice. She wants to be a good neighbor and suck it up and uh, be a wuss and suck up $8,000. Go right ahead. If not, you sue. Exactly. All right, you got it. All right. And then the question is then proving it. And making sure that uh, you have all your ducks in a row. Because that's what – a ha- small claims court is really important to have your ducks in a row. I mean really important uh, because judges don't have time. Uh, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to go, uh they don't want to hear you. Well, and then you uh, – prevac- uh, pre- oh, God, I can't believe I'm doing this. All right, what's the word I'm looking for? Prevaricate. Thank you. Hey, yeah, hey, it's been a while. So uh, they they just simply don't want to see that. You get your ducks in a row, A, B, C, D, and E. You do it quickly. Uh, you do it with confidence, and there it is. And if the other owner gets up there, the other and then starts babbling, you then attack and say, "Hey, isn't it true that? Isn't it true that you did this or didn't do that?" Hey, Brian, welcome to Handle on the Law. Brian, you there? Yes, yes I'm sir. here. Yes, sir. What can I do the for e- you?
8: The E D B in the state of California is claiming that I owe them the year 2014. That's when I collected benefits from them. So now all of a sudden they're coming I and saying you owe us money
7: because we overpaid
8: you the sum
4: of 536 I dollars. I
9: asked. How, how much? The phone
0: line is a little bit bizarre. How much, Brian? 536 dollars. Eleven hundred thirty-six dollars of overpayment. Okay. Five, five hundred and thirty six dollars. I'm sorry, five hundred and thirty six dollars. Yes, correct. OK, so five hundred bucks. Uh, they say you uh, overpaid. All right. So what so your... they, they say? They're saying
7: they overpaid me that amount and then I owe them. OK, what's your they overpaid me?
0: Yeah. What's your question?
7: What? How do I? I'm following the appeal, appeals process. But All right. Nowhere can you go in, in this world and saying, hey, you owe me. Uh, this amount
4: of money from this year, and I asked for proof I said I need proof you know show me something that I cast a check or something like that, and they assessed me a penalty of one hundred and twenty two dollars just for doing just for following the appeals process
0: yeah well that's filing the appeal that 's not a penalty oh okay that's yeah, for that's, filing uh, the appeal so uh, it's a you know that that's you're using the wrong language here and if they say you owe five hundred fifty five dollars and you 've already gone, you go to the appeals court. They have to prove it. They have to say, here's what, what, where we paid the extra money. Mm-hmm. And I would even ask for the money, assuming that you're right, and I have no idea that uh, whether you're right or wrong, because they may be able to prove it, they may not. But if not, and uh, the appeals court judge uh, says, you don't owe the money, you ask, and can I have my filing fee back? I know the answer where they give it or not, but I'd surely ask for it. Okay. All right, so give it a shot. All right, Shelby, you're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law.
1: I have a uh,
5: family court judgment against me that I am responsible for half of uh, community debt at the time of divorce. Okay. Uh, tax debt. And the IRS had garnished my ex's wages um, to recoup that tax debt. They stopped recouping the tax debt at $72,000. The original tax debt was $170,000, and the, my judgment says that I owe $85,000, half of the one hundred and
0: seventy. Okay, and you owe that to the IRS?
5: Uh, the IRS says I don't owe it. They say my ex owe it, owes okay. it.
0: Okay, and what's your, qu- what's your question? The it a
5: community debt.
0: Got it, so what's your question?
5: Do I still have to pay $85,000 if they settle for $72,000? If,
0: if the, uh, well, it, if the IRS is not going after you, and they're only going after your ex, then your ex has to deal with the IRS. However, the ex also can go after you because of the judgment. So your issue with the IRS is obviously done. They don't care about you anymore. Because the IRS, when it comes to filing taxes, they don't care about judgments. They don't care about what arrangement you have with uh, your ex or uh, joint arrangement. They just want their money. And they're going to go after whoever it is that has the money. And someone at the IRS thinks that your husband has the money and you don't. So they're going to go after all the money, your husband, and effectively they're saying, you know, if you have an issue, husband, you talk to your wife. If you have a a judgment, we don't care. It doesn't affect us. Right. So uh, what you do is um, I would, uh, whatever he pays, uh, what I would do is wait until he sues you for half the money. Or maybe he won't. I have no idea. Okay. He probably doesn't even have to sue you. He just probably has to go after it because he already has a judgment against you saying that you owe half the money. So uh, so you're in good shape with the IRS, that's for sure. But not with him. Uh, hey, Lawrence. Yes. Yes, sir. What can I do for you? Yes, good morning. Um, I have a situation with
7: Blue Shield Healthcare. Uh, they're refusing to retroactively readjust
8: the monthly payments. Uh, because I was accepted on Medicare uh, retroactively, went back to July of last year, and I didn't get my Medicare
9: card till uh, January of this year, and so Blue Shield won't uh, readjust the
12: payments even though I had to go through a situation for verification.
0: Okay, got it. So they and they should adjust the payment, right, Lawrence?
12: Yes. Okay. And how much money, how
0: much money, how much money are we talking about that you have been overcharged? I have estimated about $11,000. Okay, that's enough. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. Uh, here is usually if it's a couple hundred dollars, I'll say just pay it and leave it alone. But $11,000, that you don't screw around with. All right, so the first thing you do is uh, they have an appeals process within the company. And the first thing you do is go ahead and appeal the uh, their refusal or go to a supervisor and take it up as far as you can. Then the other situation is simply suing them uh, for the money that they overcharge you. That's all. You file a small claims uh, suit. Now, the problem is that a small claims suit is only good for $10,000. So assuming you win the entire $10,000, uh, you're going to lose $1,000. I mean, that's just you're sucking that up. Because that's the the uh, maximum amount uh, that you can sue for in in uh, small claims. Otherwise, you then sue in superior court. But, man, Lawrence, you're now caught up in they're going to send the lawyers out there, and you don't need that. So I would sue them. First of all, you go through the entire appeals process. They have an appeals process, uh, and usually they do. Companies that big usually, and it goes up. You ask for a supervisor, then you ask for his supervisor, and you take it all the way up as far as you can, And then file the lawsuit. Oh, thank you. All right. I appreciate your assistance. No problem. And then they'll probably kick you out of the program, too. And, uh, you know, you get to find another insurance company because they hate you. Uh, And uh, you're a pain in the ass. But, you know, so be it. All right. This is Handle on the Law. Welcome back to KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. This is Handle on the Law. Hi. Hello, Enrique. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Yes, sir. I have
12: a question. Um, I plead guilty on my uh, broker's license, Uh, one felony charge, uh, which uh, turned into a misdemeanor. And I was wondering that, well, the VA is questioning me. They want me to go and uh, have like an audition. Do I have to have a lawyer? You think it will be worth it?
0: No, no. What do you mean audition? I don't quite understand what you're talking about.
12: they questioning me. They they actually uh, like a tribunal tribunal. All right, who
0: is who is questioning you, Enrique?
12: The DR, the B R E. They trying to uh, like cancel my license. Or... Oh, they
0: are based on a misdemeanor. They're canceling your license. Exactly. And uh, well, I don't know if you need a lawyer, but uh, all you can do is uh, say I've got a misdemeanor on my record, and that's it. And is that enough uh, to lose your license? And I don't know uh, the answer. Usually misdemeanors are not. Misdemeanor, uh, and what exactly is the misdemeanor?
12: Well, it was, uh, I played uh, guilty. It was a felony first and a fraud, uh, 10 years of divorce, you know, and this license cost me, like, my life, you know. Okay, hold on, to...
0: hold on, Enrique. The problem is, is that the misdemeanor is on an issue of moral turpitude, correct? Because you uh, committed a fraud?
12: Supposedly, was supposedly, you know, the, you know, divorce, how it goes. No, no, no,
0: Enrique, once you pled guilty, there's nothing supposedly about it. What exactly did you plead guilty for? What was the charge you pled guilty to?
12: Our our, our principal residence, you know, I hired someone to do a bankruptcy, and uh, there was uh, the guy, you know, the guy did some kind of crooked stuff to stop so why, why did, why did?
0: Enrique, why did you plead guilty to that instead of saying that you were defrauded? Cause I lasted ten years
12: on these divorce, and I was like fed up with it. Wow. I had, a, I had eleven, you know, eleven counts, and I have to plead on one so I can get a deal. It was a, it was a felony first.
0: I know. Did you t- and Erika? Did you have a lawyer there? Yes. Okay, and the lawyer let you plead guilty. Yeah. Wow. It's because it turned into a misdemeanor. Yeah, I know. I get months. it. So anyway, I I don't know what to tell you. You can have a lawyer in front of uh, you know the BRE. Uh, and, uh, the organization that grants or takes away a license. Have they already, they're all, all they're doing at this point is asking for a meeting, correct?
12: Right, you know, in my in my license, I care so much because I used to sleep on a dirt floor and have a rock for a pillow, Mister Handle. Yeah, my well, Enrique, as my, uh, my that, I mean
0: that's a great story, you know, and I hope uh, that you know the the people on the board like that story. I mean, yeah, I'm impressed, especially <laughs> yeah. the uh, rock as a pillow because it's. Uh, I mean, I could be sleeping on a floor, but the last thing I would use as a pillow would be a rock. But that's well, okay.
12: You no, I Make won't.
0: Yeah, no, I won't. I won't try it. So anyway, <laughs> uh, what I would do is talk to an administrative law lawyer, uh, a lawyer who specializes in administrative law, because that's what this is. This is an, okay. admi- this is an administrative decision. Uh, and right. uh, you, uh, you know, go to my website. Uh, go to com, and just talk, look at the website and see who has uh, any experience in administrative law and just get on the phone okay. and start talking. All right? All right. Nice all right. Talking
12: to you. All right. Uh,
0: See, and the reason I asked him about the the moral turpitude one, let's say he had pled to misdemeanor, even drunk driving. But that is sort of, I think, up in the air. But uh, misdemeanor uh, charge for uh, leaving the scene of an accident, for example, uh, that's not a moral turpitude issue. That's not theft. Uh, That's not like fraud. That's not stealing from people. Uh, That's not inherently dishonest in and of itself. You drove off. And maybe you uh, panic, whatever, but that's not morally uh, an issue of stealing. And there is the issue, uh, moral uh, turpitude. All right, Uh, Joe. Hello, Joe.
9: Yeah. Yes, hi. Hey, my question is uh, regarding title on some property. My wife and I are going to help our daughter and son-in-law buy their first home. In order to do that, we need to go on the loan because their credit isn't good enough to get the home by themselves. What's how should our names be on the title to best protect ourselves?
0: Well, I mean, the best way to protect yourself is that you buy the house. Are okay. you putting Are you putting up all the money?
9: Uh, we we gifted them part of the down payment, and then all four of us are going to be on the loan. All right, they're well, going to make all the payments.
0: Okay, but if they don't, if they don't make the payments, Joe, you're the one that's going to you're going to make the payments. You know that. Yes. Okay, so it's up to you. Uh, I would. You can. I mean, you're on the loan whether you're on title or not, Joe. Right. Uh, because uh, if you're not on title, you're guaranteeing the loan. So it's up to you. Uh, I, if it were me, I would put, at least put it in all four of our names uh, to protect yourself. I would also uh, – I would also uh, – I get a lawyer to write up an agreement – uh, that uh, what happens in the event they don 't pay, and you have to start paying what happens to the house Do so they still own fifty percent of the house, which they do, and they can force the, either one of them could force the sale of the house let 's say your daughter and her husband get divorced that 's right. why I would sit and talk to a uh, a real estate lawyer, buy a couple of hours of time, and if you have to spend uh, how much is the house joe
9: um, it 's uh, three ten
0: I would, uh, you know, is it worth uh, $1,000, $2,000 to make sure you're covered? Uh, it may seem like a lot of money now, but down the road, if this thing goes into the uh, the, the basket, you know, if it goes to hell in a handbasket, right. you're going to really say, thank God I did that. So that's what I would do, is talk okay. to a, a, a lawyer. The best way to protect yourself, if you want a real estate lawyer. All right. This is Handle on the Law. 640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handel here on a uh, Saturday morning. Last sat- uh, last hour of uh, the legal show up until 11 o'clock uh, when Leo Laporte joins us or joins you or you join him. This is Handle on the law. Marginal legal advice where I tell you you have absolutely no case. Well, out of Miami, Florida. Uh, I-, I love this one. Uh, this has to do with uh, probably the dumbest Uh, murdering husband that I have ever seen, plus a legal issue that actually may or may not fly, probably not. First of all, the way they uh, caught Derek Medina and accused of shooting his wife, Jennifer, was that he shot her and then posted a picture of her dead body on Facebook. That's not good. So, of course, the authorities immediately picked that up, and he admitted shooting his dead wife, and he was charged uh, with first-degree murder. Now, he admitted shooting her six to eight times has since changed his story, insisting he was actually acting in self-defense because she was acting erratically and violently. And, um, yeah, you know how it is. Uh, You know, when your wife is really bitchy and rolls her eyes, uh, you immediately— Uh, shoot her six to eight times. Uh, Now, she also said, uh, or he said that she also punched him several times and threatened him with a knife. However, uh, forensic evidence uh, says, shows that the woman was kneeling in the kitchen with one arm raised in a defensive gesture as she was shot to death. Very nice, huh? What a super-duper guy. Now, here is what uh, he is arguing, and that is that the his lawyers are saying that there was a, a diet slup, a supplement bottle found in the couple's kitchen containing ecstasy and other drugs. Therefore, she was high. And what ended up happening is the autopsy, autopsy never uh, brought those drugs up. They never did a toxicology on her. And the big issue was the bath salts. That is what the argument is being made by him. is She was under the influence of bath salts, which is this uh, super-duper, I think, derivative of methamphetamine, whatever the hell it is. And it causes people to act completely erratically. And that's why, based on the bath salts theory, that I am defending myself and you have not— proven that she i'm arguing that she was on bath salts and you did not provide bath salts the evidence of bath salts to me so uh he is uh arguing for uh more time to prepare for uh the defense Uh, he may or may not get it and uh the connection even if she was on all that now what What? She wasn't defensive. She wasn't on her knees begging for her life with her hands up. Uh, He didn't shoot her six to eight times. No evidence. No evidence of uh, the fact that she had accosted him, that she had threatened him. Nothing. But the issue is not—I mean, the legal issue with the bath salts is kind of flaky. I mean, that's not going to go anyplace, trust me. But uh, the issue of a husband killing his wife and then posting a photo of her dead body on Facebook— Hey, how can you not enjoy that in terms of legal culpability? Uh, culpability? Now let's take some phone calls. Uh, Lucifer, hello, Lucifer.
8: Yeah. Yes, oh, I'm right here. Is the speakerphone too loud? No, you're okay.
0: I would. I'd rather have okay. you pick it up. That's all right. Okay. Yeah. No. Hold on. No. 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 Right, uh, right. How long can that take to pick up a speech, to pick up a telephone? Where the hell did he go? Did he just disappear on us, Lucifer? Are you gone? Have you disappeared? I guess he has. Lucifer, great name to disappear. By the way, has disappeared into the mist. All right, if Lucifer calls back, we will uh, take his phone call. hey douglas welcome to handle on the law
8: hi bill uh earlier um this year bill i had um uh an, an emergency i woke up one morning and um i tried to go to work and i couldn't get out of bed so my wife and i we went to Hogue hospital and we were we were uh we waited in in, in the uh, area uh we got in line and we saw all of these other uh, people um, that would come in um, that um, had no insurance and they would be able to cut through the line and get in before me but that that 's beside the point, but what happened was is when I was finally seen by the uh, physician assistant um when we were brought through the whole situation, they took a uh an x-ray of my my groin area yeah My it's got to be
0: uh, douglas i'm already getting bored i'm going to go to a doctor for uh, out of sheer boredom so uh you've got to cut to the chase well, on this one
8: okay sure their findings were wrong ah okay so me, they all sent right. me an apology letter
0: okay stating that that uh all right yeah, i got uh, it they misdiagnosed you all right uh yes. and they did whatever they did wrong what's your question
8: um can i sue them
0: no what would you sue them for
8: for uh, not uh, diagnosing
0: this, just- and what, are your, and what are your damages, Douglas?
8: My damages are um, uh, emotional damages. Yes, and, and, yeah, damages Douglas,
0: and, uh, no, push. no. No one cares about your emotional damage, Douglas. No one gives a rat. Let me tell you emotional damage, okay? Emotional damage that I should get a million and a half dollars for. You should see who I wake up in the morning every day and I look at her. That's emotional damage. No chance. Lisa, welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi, Bill. So
1: I received a wage garnishment order at work last week, and it was the first I'd heard of it. Um, I, I was never served with any paperwork. And so I went on the court website to find out what it's all about. And it turns out it's a credit card debt from a long time ago.
0: Yeah, there's clearly, uh, there clearly is a judgment against you yeah okay, so uh the problem is is at this point to uh undo the judgment i mean you you frankly are going to have to exempt yourself and go into court you're going to have to file a motion uh, you just can 't say you don't know i don't know the money and okay uh, and <clears throat> so it 's not going to be easy to do uh, because it's uh it, there's already a judgment recorded, so you probably have to make a motion to vacate the judgment. Uh, possibly uh, simply to vacate the garnish garnishment order while you're doing that. And so, you know what? I've never done that. And it's an area of the law that I'm not familiar with, as in every area of the law, Lisa. And <laughs> what I would do is uh, you can call who you call to anybody who does credit or law. And you can just ask for you can send an email blast to one of our lawyers and say, what do I do? Can you give me some information? You can buy an hour of time. How much is the uh, judgment for Lisa?
1: 7800 Yeah, that's
0: that's worth an hour. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, go to the website. Uh, that's uh, no fun at all, $7,000. And you find out there's a judgment, and uh, none of that works very well, does it? Lucifer, welcome to Handle on the Law.
8: Oh, yeah, thank you. Sure. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. No, it's I okay. The, I pushed the wrong button. I'm that's
0: wrong. quite all right.
8: Okay, so yeah, I've got a question about... Uh, um, it's basically employment
0: okay, employment law go ahead I mean are we losing you I, I, yeah. you know Satan's involved in this, you know that the devil is- in, the devil is involved in making sure you don't make a phone call. Just wanted to point that <laughs> out all right. This is Handle on the Law. This is KFI AM six forty. We're stimulating talk. Bill Handel, Saturday morning, and welcome back to Handle on the Law. Hey, Bill, welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi, Bill. Thank you so much for taking my
8: call. Sure. So, um, I recently went on a job interview, presented my resume, sat down with this gentleman. I'm a CPA. I'm, I'm luckily employed right now, but I'm looking outside of where I currently am, and I have outside clients that I put as references. And he has proceeded to contact them to try and capture their work. First of all, uh, has
0: he has he captured the work? He has not. All right. So uh, there stops any lawsuit for damages. Okay. All right. Okay. That doesn't mean that just means you have no damages. Is he a CPA? I believe so, Yeah. That's when to tur- turn, turn him into whatever organization controls it, because he's licensed by the state, clearly. Okay, right, right. And that's yes. where you want to go. I mean, at, at this point, a lawsuit doesn't do anything, because uh, you're no, going to no. win, but, uh, you know, the, the first thing is, to do: how many clients did you lose? How many did he steal? Exactly.
8: I mean, I, I'm getting phone calls from clients. Have him put it in writing.
0: Have him put it in writing to you. Dear Bill, I just want to let you know I was contacted by this firm uh, saying that they would like my business, and then a part of the complaint is uh, you submit your resume and the formal complaint to uh, whatever – who controls CPAs, by the way, uh, in terms of the licensing board?
8: You know what? It's been such a long time and I swear to God yeah. I
0: forget. Yeah, well yeah, but the point is, uh he's gonna be in, in a world of hurt, uh for sure. And uh you call and here's what I would do, and this is not legal advice. You simply sure. contact those people and say, first of all, thank you so much for your loyalty. Uh it's greatly right. appreciated. Second of all And I've done that. Yeah, what he did is insanely unethical. Uh, In violation of, and then you put the, uh, whatever the violation is, because you know that it's a a written canon of ethic or rule of ethic among the CPA crowd. And then you say, and I've put in a formal complaint to the insert name of uh, organization uh, that oversees CPAs here. It's that simple. And uh, yeah, I I think that that should do it for you.
8: Great. I appreciate it so much.
0: As well you should. Absolutely. Ted. Tad, let me see if I can give you a tad of advice. Oh God, I'm so funny sometimes. What can I do for you? Is Tad not there? All of that, and there's no Tad? Ugh oh, drives me completely nuts when I do that. JJ. Yes.
6: Go ahead. Yes, hey. I was uh Are you on wait, wait are you
0: on a speakerphone?
6: Uh I'm off. I'm
0: not on TV Okay, phone. I feel better. All right.
6: All right, great. Hey, I was calling in regards to, uh, I have a boss at where I work, obviously. And since I've been working there, it's been about 12, 13 months now. And I have learned a lot about her personal life, unfortunately, in regards to her husband having an STD, um, information about their sex life or lack of sex life. And it's really just caused a very uncomfortable situation. But to take it even further on a more of a work type level, she would call me. They're located in another state. I would do sales for the company in a you know a different state. And when there's problems at the office, and she'll call me and just complain about the boss um, in detail, um, complain about the. All right. How
0: big? An, uh, JJ, how big an organization is this? About. Sixty-five, seventy employees. All right. So, how high up uh, the food chain is she? Uh,
6: sales manager, I would say top, top five.
0: All right. So, company. here are your choices. Uh, if if you went to the CEO, uh, would you lose that battle instantly? That he would back up uh, his uh, sales manager is against you.
6: Yeah, they're a small company. They're All right.
0: So that does. Friends. So uh, here is the problem: is you simply ignore it. Okay, you Mm -hmm. have that choice. Just ignore it. You know, gee, my husband has an STD. That's nice to know. Uh, Right. My my wife doesn't. I mean, just blow it off because what you have is a hostile work environment. Now, uh, you can file a complaint for a hostile work environment, which uh, you're probably not going to win and you're going to get fired instantly, J.J., Right, it's kind
6: of what how I was thinking. I yeah, so I can verify
0: uh, that. Yep, and uh, that's what they're going to do. And uh, theoretically, you can go ahead and sue. And but believe me, it's a pain in the rear end, especially in another state. So you almost have to More suck it up,
6: and it would be worse. Yeah, right?
0: absolutely. Just, so just either you, if you want to stay there, you just suck it up and ignore it. Uh and uh, if you don't respond I, I doubt she's going to be keep on talking to you and if she calls up and says you know my boss is terrible you know what I know exactly how you feel I got to run I got dinner on the table and uh, it it's I mean that's what <laughs> that's I would exactly do not,
6: like what I've been starting to do Yeah
0: not piss her off just uh, sure I am you know I understand no problem uh but I really have to run kind of thing that that's how I would handle it and uh just congratulate her every time she says she's not getting laid uh and or agree to say you know what me too you're done now what does she say
6: yeah i did that too i was like man i have the same problem.
0: right and though and then did she respond did she hit up on you she she told me
6: about going on, staying up late on the website, figuring out why she doesn't get laid on website. All the right. And, and, and you know,
0: and say, say that's a, that, you know what, that's a great idea. Uh, you know, I, I should try that. And then, you, and then you, you bail out of there.
6: And change the subject. Yeah, that's, that's
0: what, what I, I would do. Know. Because, you know, it's, it's really not a legal question, even though it is. A, I mean, there's a legal issue there, but nothing close to what you want to do with this. Right. By the way, do do you do you do you, do you have an STD? <laughs> no. How about your? Are you married?
6: Yes, married, and my wife is not either. How do you know? <laughs> uh, you know what? I've been checking it. How I've been with her for 18 years. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. All right. Just just wondering. So when she hey, comes come on. don't what, know you putting that in my. No, mind. no, I, I understand. But wondering. let me tell you,
0: when when she comes home and uh, gives you the antibiotic and says it's for her liver condition, I want you to think twice. All right. <laughs> Goodbye. This is Handle on the Law. Welcome back to uh, KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handle here. This is Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice. Hi, Debbie. Welcome to Handle on the Law.
3: Yes, sir. My question is this. I am a caregiver, and I provide... 24 hour care for my client i only get paid for 13 hours so i have 11 hours that i give back yes
0: and you want to know or what what was your what's your question other than g bill am i an idiot
3: (laughs) is that legal
0: no 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 it's not legal you can't work 24 hours and get paid for 13 it doesn't work that way debbie
3: how do I go about
0: fixing that? Uh, you tell whoever it is, is I'm uh, working for 13 hours. By the way, you're entitled to time and a half after eight. I'm, after eight yes. hours, I'm entitled. So what do I do? You tell, here's what you do. You can call the labor board, okay? The Department of Consumer okay. Affairs, Wage Enforcement, and uh turn whoever it is who's hired you the family of whoever it is no it's it's an independent it's a a company oh that's even better so call them up and go here it is if i'm on for 24 hours i want to get paid for 24 hours i don't even know if you're allowed to work 24 hours well let's say you are and then time and a half for anything after eight and uh and if you don't i'm turning them into turning you into the labor board now what happens as a result of that? Number one, the uh, Department of uh, Consumer Affairs uh, gets very upset with them, and probably some kind of complaint will be filed. Number two, you don't have to worry about working uh, 13 hours or 24 hours again with this company because you're going to be working zero hours for this company. And number three, how the hell did you let, put yourself in that predicament? How much do they pay you, Debbie? Well, I get $117 for a 24-hour
3: 20 hour shift.
0: What is that, $3 an hour? Pretty much. Well, that's a good deal. Uh, Can't argue that. You sound like this radio station when we hire people. I guess. All right. Yeah. All right, Debbie. Uh, What the hell can we do with that? Uh, I don't even know how to answer that question. Hey, Tad. Oh, Tad went to the bathroom. There it is in the middle of the call. Hello, Tad. How you doing? Go ahead.
8: I had my uh, hip. I have osteoarthritis in both my hips both my hips were replaced the first hip was the asr the PI johnson and johnson debacle and it went in right around the time that it was recalled by the fda and i'm part of a mdl or a multi-district litigation and in the court of la
0: did i just lose you
8: no. All right,
0: so you're in the court of L.A., and you're part of a, a class-action lawsuit, effectively. Basically, yes. Okay, so what is your question? They're, they're going through some bellwether cases right now, mm-hmm. and
8: Johnson and & Johnson is trying to come up with a plan to settle the cases. Settle with... Okay,
0: so what is your question, Tad?
8: My The hip that they put in to replace the bad hip, Is causing a lot of pain and problem and it has been recalled as well. All
0: right. What is your question, Tad?
8: Do I need to pursue that one as well? I think what
0: you, is the two companies that you're talking about uh, in terms of manufacturing the hip replacement? It's the same company. Ah, then you're fine. So all I would do is, you have two choices when it comes to these sort of things. You can bail out of the class action lawsuit and say, I want no part of it and then sue individually. Get a lawyer that uh, goes against Johnson & Johnson, uh, representing you as an individual, and or join the class action suit. I would consider, I would at least talk to a lawyer who does uh, medical malpractice, and we're talking about uh, defective design and manufacture of products.
8: That is currently yeah. who I'm with out of Century City.
0: You have one of those lawyers, Correct. Yeah, okay. Uh, and what? So, what's your question?
8: Well, my question was they're they're kind of saying wait until the settlement comes right. through. Okay, or and that they makes sense. Yeah, whether well, you know what
0: that filed. makes sense, and I'll tell you why. Because uh, if that settlement happens, where they lose a trial or two, then you're only talking dollars. Then Johnson and Johnson is simply talking dollars to you, nothing more. They're not going to go to trial.
8: Yeah, they don't want to
0: go to right, and so uh, it's uh, it, it makes sense for the lawyer to say that
8: the the first the first bellwether course went for eight million. Yeah, okay. I mean, I don't
0: know if you're going to get eight million, but you are you're going to get some pretty good money for sure. So I,
8: I, I want my hips to be taken care of, and I don't want to be in pain.
0: Well, uh, you know what? You've got to ask your lawyer what do you do. It's not going to affect the case uh, except that if the if the pain continues, Tad, you've got a better case. So now what do you want, pain or money? I feel like Monty Hall. This that's, that's this curtain really,
8: or that curtain, what do you want? It's, it's, got, it's gotten to the point where it's going up and down
0: stairs. All right. Then okay. uh, you know it's time to sit down and talk to your lawyer and go, what are my options if I get it fixed right now, if I get it replaced, is Johnson & Johnson going to pay for it? Is uh, do I have to go myself? And uh, you, you ask your doctor, what does a third go round do? Uh, and what's the prognosis for a third go round, which I think you have to do no matter what. Your lawyer sounds like he knows what he's talking about. I, I think
8: he does, but I, it does it does help to talk to somebody to right. figure out what I he, need to do. Exactly, and Tad. It, and it, I, and
0: I the, am the perfect person for you to do that, aren't I? Yeah. You're Yeah. You're out of your mind. Goodbye, Tad. Right? His life is sitting there, and he calls me. Wow. He clearly hasn't listened to the show for any length of time, has he? Hi, Elizabeth. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hello. Yes, ma'am.
2: I actually have a question for you. Yes, you do. If my lawyer settled a case with the insurance of the person responsible for in a car accident... But then my lawyer said that they would counter sue my insurance for uninsured motorists because we didn't get enough from that other person. But so far, I've been able to get a hold of him once a month, possibly, and he still hasn't done really anything for it.
0: All right. Well, you still have uh, time, and uh, what you want to do is tell him, write a letter, an email or whatever, saying, I don't want to miss the statute, and at this point, I feel like you are abandoning me as a client. Those are okay. the ma- that's the magic word you want to use abandoning me as a client don't accuse them of that just say i'm I feel like you're abandoning me as a client and okay. then and then question the statute okay in okay. other words say uh, you know what I'm concerned about the statute of limitations here on the countersuit okay all right that's what you want to do goodbye Hi. this is handle on the law welcome back. KFI AM 640. More simulated talk. Bill Handle here on a Saturday. This is Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice. Sean, are you there?
8: Yeah, yes, Bill, I am. I have a problem with a tow company. I got in an accident on a freeway here in California, and my car needed to be towed. I went to the tow yard three, maybe four days later to collect my personal belongings and offered to turn the car over them. I had the pink slip with me ready to sign it. They told me no. They had to hold the car for thirty days, charging me sixty-five dollars a day storage. Now they're trying to hit me with a bill for yeah. Over you know grand.
0: what? they don't have to take the car, Sean. Right, I and you have that. the right, and you have the right to pull the car out of there by simply paying the storage fee up to that point. And uh, they're saying they have to hold on to it for 30 days? They can't yep, let they're... it go? Then then you, then what happened is you got screwed. Because yeah, they they're... told
8: me they were going to hold it for 30 days, then, then sell it at auction. Wait There's a minute. A wait, now.
0: wait, 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 wait. They said they are going to hold it for 30 days or say they must hold it for 30 days?
8: Oh, geez. It, it, I, it, it's been a few months. All right, here's the problem.
6: I,
0: I don't remember they say we, we are going to hold it. They go, fine. I'll, I'm going to have it towed out of here. Right. Now, their policy may be that they will not take the car unless it's been there for 30 days. And uh, that may be simply the way they do business saying, hey, here's the bottom line. You know what? You can take the car out of here anywhere you want. Just pay me my three day storage charge or two days. They can't stop you from doing that. But if your position is I want you to sell the car, they can say, hey, we hold on to it for 30 days before we sell the car.
8: So when, when we get to Small Claims Court, because I refuse to pay the bill, I'm going to lose then, huh?
0: Not necessarily. Not necessarily, uh, because uh, they're a bunch of sleazeballs and everybody knows it. Right. You know, so see they're, what the judge says. Yeah. No, but it's uh, there's a big difference. And uh, you may very well win the case. If I were the judge, I'd give it to you uh, only because of uh, the fact that I know what tow yards do under those circumstances. Oh, Patrick. Hello, Patrick. Welcome to Handle on the Law.
8: Yes, a family law question for you, sir. Uh, There's an order in place for my son between his mother and myself. Uh, Several points we have discussed and come into agreement with in conciliation court. A couple that were very, very uh, prominent were actually violated. There was a order, uh, actually a... um, Oh my gosh! It's an order. that The decision was made about a year ago um, that he should be going to counseling. That never took place. Um, is it possible to find someone in contempt?
0: Yes, absolutely. It's a it's a it's an order to show cause re contempt. It's a motion you bring in front of the court for exactly that, and the judge will then order the uh, will order him to go into counseling and say you didn't go into counseling. Pursuant to my order, you have to go in now. Uh, because you're in contempt of court. Now, that happens a few times. The judges aren't going to throw someone in jail for that. But then uh, a, a couple of things can happen, uh, and it's certainly not going to be jail time. Uh, custody could be changed. The judge could very well say, okay, no longer primary custody uh, or no longer joint custody. Uh, there, the, there, are, there are some sanctions. So uh, what I would do is uh, write him or uh, start talking about a motion Uh, To have a contempt order issued against him and go are you prepared for that because what will happen is uh, you won't have custody at some point
8: Okay, yeah, cuz that was the order that was done. No, I understand that
0: and he he violated the order So that's exactly what happens. It's a contempt charge It's civil contempt. It's, It's not critical. It's not criminal contempt, but it's civil contempt
8: Sure. Yeah, that makes sense even after there was a judgment put in place basically solidifying everything. that. Yeah, we that's the to. whole
0: point. There's a it's contempt of a court order. That's exactly what we're talking about. Awesome. You okay, couldn't. You a- could, yeah, you couldn't do it without a court order or, quote, a judgment. Genevieve. Hey, Genevieve. Hello. Yes, ma'am. What can I do for you? Oh, yes.
13: I, I was on hold to talk to Mr. Handel. That's about, uh, you're,
0: you're talking to me.
13: Oh, hello. Nice to meet you. Yes, it is. Um, I have a a case with child support in Placer Placer County in California. I've been paying child support for a little daughter I had when I was 42 for 20 years, and I'm going to be 67 now. wait, Wait,
0: wait, wait. Why are you paying for 20
13: years? Because I broke my leg, and I couldn't pay child support for two years. Ah, okay, so this is back, this is back,
0: okay, got it, back child support that you owe.
13: With, with penalties and fines, but I've always paid, except for when I had four-leg surgeries. All right. And uh, I had my daughter single, I had my daughter at 42 by myself, uh, the father did not care to see her till she was three, and then... She, uh, he started molesting her. Then he took her and left the country for a year, and came back. And he had temporary custody because he comes from a very well-to-do family. All
0: right. What? So uh, you? So you're still sitting on an order that's never been changed judicially, correct? Correct. Okay. So what's your question?
13: I mean, is it right? I only made No, it's not right.
0: It's not right. But which is that your question? Is it right? Yes. No, it's wrong. What can I do? Nah, that's a child? different story. That's a different yeah. story because being right or wrong rarely has any connection to the uh, judicial system. Yeah. And I, uh, I, what see, here's out. yeah, here's the problem is um, the, there's an order to pay back child support of which uh, is is in place. I guess a motion to stop back child support. you gonna have to go in front of a judge with a motion and see if the judge will modify that order. And I think that's the only way to go on this. So you get to get yeah. a law- you get to get a lawyer, my dear.
13: I I did do that years ago, and they modified it to a smaller amount. All they right, were drawing. So you get um, to do it
0: again. Oh. You get to do it again, Genevieve. Yeah. There's no way around it. Only a judge can make that change. Okay, this is handle on the law.